Welcome to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. Shep will talk with some of the smartest thinkers in business to help make you more successful in your professional and personal life. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. Hello, everybody. Shep Hyken here, back again with another episode of Amazing Business Radio. And I am so excited today. You know, I'm always excited about my guests, but we have a repeat guest this time around. And I think you're going to be very excited to learn that it is uh, Horst Schultz, who is the uh, first president and co-founder of the Ritz-Carlton. Currently, uh, he's, uh, he's founded uh, this unbelievable hotel group called Capella Hotel Group. He wrote a book last year. We had him on the show and talked about his book. Uh, we're going to talk more about culture and customer service. Before we do that, a couple of quick announcements. If you've got an amazing story or a question that you'd like me to answer, you can reach out to me on any of the uh, customer, or I'm sorry, social media channels such as Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. Use the hashtag AskShep if you've got a question. I'll answer the questions right there on uh, this show or on my TV show, Be Amazing or Go Home, which can be found on uh, Roku, Apple TV, Amazon Prime, C-Suite TV, and we even have episodes now on YouTube. Check it out. Lots of great interviews, great information, fun show, fun format. But let's dive right into our show today. Uh, I'm talking right now. I mean, this is, I said this the last time he was on the show. It's like customer service and experience royalty. Uh, Horst Schultz is a legend and a leader in the hotel world. If you don't know who he is, well, crawl out from under that rock because he's everywhere. He's the man. Welcome back to the show. Great to be with you again. Thank and, you for having me. Yes, and you're actually talking to me from home because as we are doing this interview today, rather than you being at your office, you're at home. You're probably quarantined yourself at home because we're right in the middle of this coronavirus crisis. And boy, uh, we'll talk. Maybe we'll talk a little bit about uh, whether it's this crisis. And you probably remember what happened after 9/11. The hotel industry probably was, you know, just going crazy back then. Probably happened again yeah. in 2008 and 9 during the recession. So there's always going yeah. to be a crisis. This one is seriously sure. bad. Uh, but before we do that, what have you been doing in the last year? Well, well <laughs> doing podcasts and selling my book, frankly. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm, I'm, you know, it, it, before, I, you know, I sold Capella Hotel Company. And uh, my commitment was till the, till the end of last year, to stay connected in the meantime, and I'm pretty open. So I was worried how busy I'm going to be. So I committed all kind of speeches, consulting, uh, and and uh, board memberships. I overcommitted, so I was busier than ever <laughs> after being retired totally. So I'm 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 helping a hotel company to create a new. Uh, after after Salt Capella, I'm trying to helping somebody to build a new brand in Asia, advising them. I'm on a few boards, making a lot of speeches, and so on. So, but having, but frankly, having a great time. Great, and I love that because my definition of retirement, and it sounds like it's yours too, and you don't even know what I'm about to say is, just do the the things you love. Don't stop doing what you've been doing all your life if you love it because you're officially retired. No, retirement is getting rid of the things you don't like to do. And it sounds like you overextended. Now you've pulled back. Now you're doing what you love to do again. 
Exactly, exactly. And they create time. And you, you cannot just sit at home. And, and I think in nowhere in the Bible it said you should retire, okay? But, and I, I believe that as, as leaders of an organization that we, that we managed before, their the obligation of teaching doesn't go away. And, and there isn't, there's a, uh, Stephen Covey, who was a pretty good friend, it, uh, because of him, I wrote a book, by, by the way. He told me you have an absolute obligation to pass on what you learn from others during your lifetime, because nothing that you know, meaning me in this case, comes from you. It comes from others. The same way you have an obligation to pass it on to other people again. And he kept, kept on reminding me of it and, and, and kept on asking, when do you write your book? Before he passed away, he called me one night. I was just driving home, was in the car. And he said, I'm disappointed in you. You haven't written a book. You have an obligation to pass on what you have learned. Well, I'm so glad that you have. And by the way, for those who don't know it, the book is titled Excellence Wins, A No-Nonsense Guide to Becoming the Best in a World of Compromise. And I have my copy from actually the, the copy that I have next to my actual hardbound copy is the galley copy that I received before the book came out. And it is full of notes, yeah. underlinings, bent pages, because I truly, I'm not saying this. There's, there's, um, I have a favorite book in the whole world of business. And if I had to create a top 10 list, your book would be in it. And you probably will agree that this book is an amazing book that I'm about to share with you. And it's called The Experience Economy by Joe Pine and Jim Gilmore. Oh, oh well, of course, of course. Yeah. Right. And they were so influential. However, if I take a look at my top 10 customer service heroes, if you will, the people that have really just nailed it so well, uh, if you're not number one, I don't understand why not. I mean, you're right up there. I mean, and I know, uh, I, I know this, what I'm hoping is by all of these compliments, the next time I'm in Atlanta, you're going to buy me a really nice dinner. You better believe it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but seriously, well, let's jump into this. And I mean, really, from the very, very beginning, culture has been important to you. Um, you know, you, you mentioned that leaders should focus on two major topics, and that's finding and keeping employees and finding and keeping customers. And those topics are often split, but you remind everybody that the business outcome starts with employees wanting to do the job that they're supposed to do. And I think that's, that's uh, been almost a mantra of yours, or a credo, as you like to call that's it, right. at the Ritz-Carlton, uh, for many, yeah. many years. But go ahead and elaborate yeah. on that. Yeah. Well, you, you know, if you, if you picture maybe on your left side, take your left hand. So right there in that hand are many, many people. Those are your potential customers. That's your market. On the right hand, look at that. There are many people, too. Those are your employees. So how do you, so there isn't a lining part necessary. Everybody talks about alignment, but nobody seems to know what it means. Well, you have to first of all know the left, those people, those customers, what do they want relative to your product? What do they expect? What do they hope for? What do they wish? Where do they need help relative to your product? That you have to understand. You should not guess that. You should really understand your market. And then you have your employees. You have to make sure that they know what the customer wants. And then as a management then creates processes, controls, systems to be sure the employee can give the customer what the customer wants. Leadership, on the other hand, 
is create an environment in the organization where the employee wants to give the customer what the customer wants. That's leadership. That doesn't eliminate managing process and systems, etc., etc., like that. So, so, but the, the key is, but it's very simple. The employee who wants to take care of the customer obviously will do a better job. Nobody can argue that than the cost than the employees who has to do it ah, with yes. management create. So once I know that, it's obvious that I have to create leadership that creates the wanting, the feeling of wanting, desiring to do for the customer what the customer wants. And yeah. that's, that's called leadership, very simple. So let's talk about those employees that want to do it versus those that have to do it. I would imagine, and by the way, for those that don't know what Capella Group was, the hotel group that uh, Horst Schultz started uh, just after he left the Ritz, uh, and the way you best, and by the way, I know we talked about this on the last show, uh, you and I first met on a phone call uh, years ago, probably about five or six years ago, I had written a book called Amaze Every Customer Every Time, and you yeah. would offer to do an endorsement for it, and um, you wanted me to make a correction of the story of the Ritz-Carlton Credo, where ladies and gentlemen serving ladies and gentlemen, but at that time, you told me about Catella, Capella Hotel Group, and what you said is, take the nicest room at a Ritz-Carlton, the nicest suite. That's where we start at Capella. And, yeah. Yeah. yeah, but there's a certain market. There is, we knew, of course, having served the top market for so many years, I knew also there was a group of customers there that, that bought suites in club level. And I wanted to create a hotel company specifically for those customers for those guests and, and so we started very much we, we now so we focus what do the hotel guests that use the top rooms the more expensive rooms in the top hotel companies what do they want how do how are they different we started that and created that company by the way any one of your most of your listeners i'm sure have seen the capella at least on tv and that is when when president trump was in singapore to meet Kim from North Korea, they met in a, in a Capella hotel. So that is Capella. Capella is an ultra luxury pro, uh, com, uh, company. That's, so that means we have smaller hotels that really concentrate on the customer. If I have a Ritz-Carlton of 700 rooms, I cannot do absolutely everything. In a hundred rooms, I can do everything. We call every reservation and say, let's stay with Singapore. When you come to Singapore, what can we do for you? Do you need any help in the city? What, do you have a diet? Do you have an allergy? Check-in time, check-out time is irrelevant. You, we, we have a room for you when you arrive. Right, so, right. In other words, we say, we always say in, in Capella, we said, we do everything for the guests as long as it's legal, moral, and ethical. We'll do it. Excellent. So, and back to the employees who... Uh, have to do this versus want to do this. I would imagine that trying to get a job, trying to get a job at the Ritz-Carlton is a pretty special place, but trying to get a job at Capella, the screening, the interviews, the insurance that you're getting the right team member, that is huge and paramount. How do you find that right person and how do you determine they are the right person? Well, all right. 
I kind of explained that we had done that already to a lesser extent than Ritz Carlton, but here we, here we had it refined it very much. We created a profile of what is the talent that is needed for each job category. Then we, we made sure we selected, we didn't hire anymore, we selected in, in order to have people that fit the profile that we know, the talent profile that we know is necessary for given given job category. And we did that for dishwashers all the way up to general manager or vice president. So we we selected, which was very difficult, which was also painful and, and it cost money. But but I knew percentage wise, I now will have better, frankly, I play the percentages. I want to have better employee than the competition has for my particular job a customer base. So we, we created that. So it was very difficult. We, we, in fact, even for a dishwasher, we had to hire 10, uh, interview 10 because before we could hire one. So that meant in the beginning that we had an open shop sitting there. People, we needed to hire. We needed people. Uh, we, we needed badly to fill the shop, but we couldn't find anybody to fill it right. It took a while. But after that, because our shop because of that, our job turnover was absolutely minimal yeah. versus the industry as a whole. So we had no more problem. And then, then of course, we became known to be an exceptional employer. And people would stay in line to start working with us. We didn't have to whine anymore that it's difficult to get help. We had plenty of help. Wow. Wow. And I love that because just as you've done with the reputation to the outside world, you're doing the same thing internally. Let's take a short break. And when we come back, we're going to talk more about, uh, I, actually, what I'd like to do is talk about how these luxury brand experiences, hiring the right people, creating the culture. It's not just for a luxury brand like the Ritz or Capella or any high-end brand. No, this is for every company in virtually any industry, B2B, B2C. doesn't matter if it's internet, entertainment, financial services. It's everybody. We're talking with the man, Horst Schultz, and we're coming right back after this message. Don't go away. Cult is not a scary word. My book, The Cult of the Customer, proves it. It helps you design a strategy to lead customers and employees through five cultural phases or cults. And good news, I've revised and updated the book. The new edition, The Cult of the Customer, is available for purchase now. It features case studies, tips, and tactics to guide you on the journey from uncertainty to amazement and build a customer-focused culture, a cult of the customer. So, what are you waiting for? Go to www.cultofthecustomer.com. Go there today and order. Join the cult that turns satisfied customers into customer evangelists. The cult of the customer. You're listening to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. We're back on Amazing Business Radio talking with Horst Schultz. And when we left, I said, this has got to work for every company, not just a luxury brand. And on the short break that we had, Horst, you mentioned that, you know, this does work with every company. You're working with a young man right now on building the business and recognizing that this is key, this being customer service and experience hiring the right people who will engage and deliver that. This is the key to the success of virtually any business. Yeah, well, I, I would, I would uh, this has nothing to do with hotel business. If, if your employees 
do better job than the competition, you're going to beat them. Simple as that. And, and you know, there is the, this concentration that comes and told this young man, and give, give us any company, he's buying a new company, he's, he's investing in small companies and wants to improve them and uh, build an, an empire eventually. But I told him, any business, let's take it. Let's take it and be superior to the competition. Let's find out what the customer wants. Let's start it and deliver it superior with, with employees that want to do the job. But you know, the problem with companies, and I, I sit in a boardroom recently, and the discussion was all, uh, it's, a, it's an industry that's a little bit depressed right now, but it, the, the, the whole discussion went around cash flow and, uh, and money and, and but wait a minute, why talk about money at all? Talk about the customer because no matter what business, the customer is your bottom line. They are creating the money. What's the use to talk about money? Talk about the stuff that makes money, that creates money. And that is, of course, create create product, create service to a customer that you understand. That is going to give you the money. And I think the key is knowing what your customers want. Now, you think you know what your customers want. But have you really asked them? Uh, I don't know about you, but I believe today it's harder than ever for the average company to feel like they're delivering a great service experience because, and I use the word average, average not just in the typical company, but in the mentality and the mindset. I believe that many leaders of average businesses are simply average because they don't look outside of what's right in front of them. They think, oh, I've got a competitor. I've got to be as good as that or better than that. No, the benchmark is raised. What happens is our customers get lucky and get to stay at Ritz-Carlton or Capella, and they come back with a new whole idea of what customer service is all about. They expect that from wherever they do business. They deal with Amazon. Amazon you know, immediately informs them their order is placed. It shows up when it's supposed to show up. I mean, they've created this confidence, and guess what? Customers expect that. It's harder than ever, but we've got to teach our our people, and I believe uh, when I say our people, our employees on what to do, but more importantly, our managers and leaders need to know what it is that makes our customers want to do business with us instead of someone else. Yeah, but I, give you, I can give you the, the result of a lot of money that we spend to study the customer, and you will be shocked. You will be shocked. The customer, no matter what you buy, the, the listener, if you, no matter what you buy, if it is a TV or a house or a car or a bottle of water, you have the same subconscious expectation. So does your customer. They yeah. have from you the same subconscious expectation. What is that? You want the product, let's say it's a bottle of water. What do you want when you buy a bottle of water? You want the product to be defect free. You don't want anything to swim in there. <laughs> number two, yeah. number two, you want it to be timely. You want it when you want it. Number three, you want the people who give it to you to be nice to you. And guess what? If you deliver those things consistently, consistently nice, pretty soon the customer becomes loyal. Now, mind you, the greatest driver of customer satisfaction is the being nice, the very thing that doesn't cost anything. Yet yeah. what you experience when you go out, and it, it's just amazing. It's just amazing. But of course, they want defect-free product, no matter what you produce. So you have to sit down and make sure with all your processes that your product that you produce is defect-free. Number two, they want timeliness. Nobody today wants to wait anymore. 
And so you have to work on the processes to, to be sure that you can deliver fast, including everything, including answering a telephone. People don't want to have more than three rings. Answer the telephone. Be nice when you answer the telephone. So number one, number two, and number three, be nice altogether. Say, look him in the eyes. Tell him, I'm here for you, customer. I'm here to help you to make the best decision for you, not for the company. It's about the customer, not about the company, not about you who serves the customer. It's all about the customer. And if you do that, then you create loyalty. They start trusting loyalty. You know, there are three types of customer. Understand this. There is the dissatisfied customer right. who will become, who is a terrorist against your company, mm. particularly today with the, with the, with the, with the uh, social networking. Yep, they can so just leave a nasty afford, review. You, you cannot afford that. And then there is the satisfied customer. The satisfied customer, he, he or she is satisfied with what you do. But if next door they offer what is perceived as the better deal, that's where they're going to go. And then there is the loyal customer. What does that mean, loyalty? Loyalty means nothing else that they trust you. So be sure you care for them so much that they trust you. In that moment, they will recommend you to others and will come back to you and will buy more from you because they develop trust in you and your product. And how do you do that? By caring for them. Right. So I'm going to share something that we talked about on our last show over a year ago. For years, I've been saying, if you want to create loyalty, if you want to be seen as amazing, all you have to do is be a little bit better than average all of the time. Now, you've already said, be nice and make it the consistent experience so they trust you. And that consistency and predictability is what makes customers trust you. And when it's above average, well, then they'll say things like, they're always nice, they're always knowledgeable, they're always friendly. And not that you're perfect, because even when there's a problem, I know I can always count on them. That's what you want your customers to say. Uh, every company that's great has a system to deal with what I term as moments of misery. But here's something I want you to share. You yourself said, that's right, a little better than average is what it takes to, I think your, your words were, I'll paraphrase, when you first started out with the Ritz, you wanted to build a brand that we'd recognize as world-class, one of the finest brands in the world. You said the key was to be 10% better than average all of the time. Is well, that right? Well, yes, I did. You have to first understand what is average. Right. Average is, is the bottom of good and the top of bad. It's nothing. Mm -hmm. So, but... If you look, uh, if you look what, is, what is being done as the average outside, so all you have to do is be, be, be better and you will rec recognize because everybody hangs in the average. Everybody does the same. So you look at it, what is average? Or what is done over there? And do it superior. That's, and for me, the, the caring of the customer is a key element of being better. And, and, and it was the easiest for me. It's not, it wasn't having better rooms. People thought our rooms were better. We didn't spend more to make a, make a room. Maybe here and there we had more marble or whatever. But that, that was not, nobody ever wrote us letters and said, oh, your bedrooms are beautiful. <laughs> but everybody, con everybody contact, that contacted us talked about their employees, how we respected them, how we were nice, how we followed up, how we cared when they needed something. So 
So it's, it's so with other words, it comes right back to leading, a, being a great leader that creates an environment in which your employees want to do the job and not have to do the job. All right. That is really what it's all about. Yeah, and we're on, I, I could talk with you for hours. I want to jump into culture for the last two or three minutes. And that's what you said, creating that environment. You've got to start with a vision of what that environment should be. So just a couple of minutes on your vision of what it takes to build that great culture. Well, well, it starts, of course, with hiring the right employees. But how do we do that? It starts with your mindset. The culture starts with your mindset. We, I didn't hire people to come and work for us. I hired people, selected people to join us in our dream, in our dream to become the best. Then I told them, that's our dream. And the motive for the dream is good for you and good for us. That means we will grow. That means you have opportunity. So we have to understand we, we, what, what, what we do as companies is wrong. We hire people to fulfill a certain function. Of course, they have to be able to, to fulfill the function. But we shouldn't hire. Look, the chair on which we're sitting is fulfilling a function. I hire people, I select people to join me in my vision and my purpose. And people need purpose. Aristotle, 3,000 years ago, wrote, wrote about that already, said that people, in order to be fulfilled in life, need purpose and belonging. So why don't we offer that purpose? Here's our purpose. We want to be the best in the world in the service business. That was our purpose. That yep. was our vision. And who and, wants to join in? So who wants to join? Join me. Don't come to work here. Join me. But understand, in order to accomplish that, we have to work a little more. Yep. Yep. All right. We are almost out of time. And I love to end with the one thing question, although I wish it could ask you 10 one thing questions. <laughs> but what's the one thing you want our audience to hear and remember at the end of our program today? What would be most important to you? Well, that, w that would be it. Be sure, be sure you give your, your people purpose. Don't go to work for work. Not you. Not, it don't, don't, if you, you have the satisfaction to go to work for a purpose, but be sure your purpose, your vision, be sure that vision that you have. In our case, it was being the best in the service industry in the world. Be sure that vision is good for all concerns. Be sure it's good for the investors. Be sure it is good for the employees. Be sure it is good for, for the customer. And be sure it's good for society. Once you answer unequivocally, my vision is good for all concerned, then you know what to do. Of course, as a leader, then you cannot compromise it. Then you have to go after it because if you compromise it, you're going against your customer, against your investors, against your employee, and against society. And, and if you are, you are a leader, your vision will be clear for your organization. Right. You have, to, you have to set the vision. You have to be the role model. You have to live it. We are talking with Horst Schultz, who is uh, just an amazing, iconic man in the world of customer service and experience, a co-founder and first president of the Ritz-Carlton, founder of the Capella Group, helping companies worldwide to deliver amazing service. His book, Excellence Wins, a no-nonsense guide to becoming the best in a world of compromise. This is why we call this Amazing Business Radio. Thank you so much for coming back on our show today. Thank you. Good to be here. All right, everybody. That wraps up another episode of Amazing Business Radio. And I promise you next week we'll have another great interview. And until that time, this is Shep Hyken reminding you to always be amazing.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.